for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. We are still live here at Inner Jam down by the river, day two, surviving. You know, just, just kind of making it minute by minute at this point. Resetting. Yes. Waiting, waiting to do it all night again, right? Yep. Well, <laughs> luckily for me, I have to leave here at 6 o'clock, so uh, I... That was the rough part last night was I <laughs> underestimated how hot it was going to be. Like, I thought it was going to cool down into, like, the 60s, and then, yeah, that, that didn't quite happen. Not today. Next yeah. week. Yeah, for sure. But we have uh, Alex Kobo with us. How's it going today, man? It's going great, man. I'm just thankful to be out here. It's a beautiful day. It's not nearly as hot as it could be, yeah. but it's it's definitely a warm one. But I mean, these these types of things, when you can bring so many talented artists together and share music, and especially in an environment like this, you know, we're not in some club and yeah. hanging out in the back after load-in and, you know, doing all that. It's a break from the day-to-day of a touring songwriter. So you, we get to hang by the river and uh, hang with people that we work with and know yeah. and, you know, it's yeah. it's a good time. It's a cool vibe. Uh, last night, uh, you just pulled in this morning. I did. Yeah, I was I was in Houston last night, so we drove in uh, this afternoon a little bit early just to yeah. kind of get the lay of the land. And I'd never been out here before, yeah. and it's it's really cool, man. I didn't know it's been here that long. Yeah. I was I was talking to Faye over there behind the bar, and yeah. she said that her dad and her grandfather built this in '51. Yeah, yeah. Um, so are you camping out tonight or no well i got an aunt that lives uh okay. in new Braunfels. it's okay. like 10 minutes from here yeah so, so we're gonna do as much as we can yeah. tonight yeah, definitely yeah. catch the quails and john yeah. uh, dempsey play and then we'll we'll head back cool yeah it's uh when i saw you had the kids with you so it's uh, yeah trying to truck them through the uh the <laughs> midnight heat probably wouldn't be the best idea in yeah. the world no no yeah we're gonna we're gonna hang out a little bit and then you know i, I brought a dd with me so gotcha. i get to have my fun as the songwriter and the kids get to have their fun they're running out crazy down by the water right now oh yeah for sure for sure so uh really excited to have you on here and chat a little bit uh for anybody that's just getting to meet you for the first time what's kind of the story what's your story what got you into music man you know uh i was born and raised in the rio Grande valley mm-hmm. down by mexico and my mom was a singer songwriter um you know her voice soundtrack of my life really you know i thought she was carol king and linda mm-hmm. ronstan you know she was a superstar yeah. in yeah. my eyes and uh i would go to the studio with her and i remember taking naps in her guitar case yeah. you know just yeah. being that little oh, and around yeah. it and you know i think uh I say it in interviews that Alan Jackson song where he says like I don't think she thought I'd take it this far yeah <laughs> and it's happened where she's like well you know I was called to it I, I played piano in church okay. as a kid and I still go home and play at my local church there uh, with my mom who's the mm-hmm. choir director and since then it's just been non-stop I yeah. mean I've, I've a forever student of songwriting yeah. you know I just fell in love with it yeah. So from playing piano in church, at what point did you kind of start writing your own stuff? 
when I figured out that I couldn't remember covers, <laughs> you fair know, enough, fair enough. that's it. It really was. I have I have friends of mine who you know will sit around and they remember everything, yeah. you know, in all type of genres, you know. And uh, I don't know how they do that. They yeah. just keep it. So once I figured out basic theory, I started playing piano around like five, six years old, and yeah. I got theory, and I knew where the song would go. Yeah, I could figure it out, you know. And then lyrics, I could remember lyrics or at least put it together. Together, but I figured, well, if I can put music and melody together, I can study songwriters and work on putting my own stuff together and putting it out there in the world. And it'd be a lot easier to remember. If not, even if I forgot, I could make it up. Yeah, I got <laughs> and, you. and nobody would know. No one would be the wiser, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and so, as far as uh, like music now, where are you kind of at? Are you writing, releasing, recording? To just touring where are you kind of at right now man you know uh after the pandemic it's been a little bit yeah. interesting um i only started doing this seriously uh in about 2018 okay um i had been in a couple bands and had written some songs um but i met walt wilkins and i met drew kennedy and josh Grider and susan gibson okay. and kelly mcquee the whole red river songwriters crew yeah. i went to a song camp that they had oh wow and from day one, I was 100% sold. I knew who they all were yeah. in their own right, you know, as songwriters and performers. But when you spend, uh, you know, three, four days in Red River, New Mexico, yeah. and you're talking songwriting all day, every day, and yeah. you're surrounded by some of the best that do it, I just, I was hooked. So I went back to the drawing board, rewrote a whole bunch of stuff, jumped on uh, different opening dates that were available for yeah. songwriters that I admired. And just really got immersed into it. Put a first record out with uh, Bill Small and Ron Flint out of Austin. Mm. All the Mystic Arrows, which is Walt's yeah. old band. You know, they all played on the yeah. record, which is really cool because I'm a liner note nerd. So yeah. I knew exactly who all these guys were, right? And now, now all of a sudden I'm doing my first debut record and they're playing on it, nice. which is wild. And yeah, put out that record and that got me into Folk Alliance. Um, doing the Southwest Regional Folk Alliance stuff. Mm -hmm. House concerts yeah. has been a big thing for me in the last two years. Uh, a lot of people hosting house concerts, and I, I've had the opportunity to open up for people that I've admired for a long time, you know, like Jason Eady and Mickey and the Motorcars, Cody Canada, in an intimate setting. You know, yeah. they're, they're coming in and they're playing these house concerts, almost like an MTV Unplugged or like yeah. a VH1 Storytellers, and I'm yeah. the guy that gets to try to play before yeah. them, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and share my songs. Uh, and then being able to ask them questions and you know get get a kind of behind the scenes look at what it means to be not only a, a songwriter but a uh, a traveling songwriter yeah uh, a dad yeah and how do you make it all work yeah really. for sure it you know you brought up the house concert thing and I feel like I've seen I've been to a couple of house concerts it's an interesting vibe it's yeah. it's got the vibe of a of a good show without that many people yeah which is kind of cool but like just seeing the spread of people like they're touring off house concerts yeah absolutely that, i know a lot of people that do that nationwide yeah. and internationally it's yeah. gone internationally as well i mix in house concerts and i mix in uh the so far series yeah. that's another one that you can really go to any major city and if you're a so far artist you could have a middle of the week or a weekend show yeah and you know you make a little bit of money and 
an audience who's never heard you before. Yeah. And it's that listening room vibe, right? Yeah. Where they're completely silent. They're hanging on every word. Yeah. Can't hide. Yeah. Right? It's not a bar. Yeah. And that's why I loved pursuing songwriting because it was, okay, I'm going to be at a house concert. Yeah. Or I'm going to be at one of my favorite venues who's welcomed me with open arms, the Mucky Duck in Houston. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or like Anderson Fair or the quarter, these, yeah. you know, Bugle Boy, these rooms where it's like, hey, you're up there. You better have worked on your craft because yeah, you better be an actual musician. That's what I loved about our original intent behind Live and Amplified was yeah. we did acoustic series like no bells and whistles, no, yeah. no nothing. Like, yeah, we could put in a little bit of reverb if the mm -hmm. like, yeah, I know there was some stuff that we did early on where the artist was just like, yeah, like you're gonna have natural reverb the way we recorded it anyways but just like we could throw in a little reverb but we weren't gonna do any pitch correction sure, yeah. we weren't gonna do yeah. any auto tuning yeah. you know any of that stuff well it's how this all started right yeah. i mean towns and guy and these guys i mean they were playing in rooms similar to what we're sitting in right now you know in a corner yeah and i mean the sound back in the 60s and 50s wasn't that great yeah. anyway you yeah. know yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, did, you didn't have any way to correct anything so no. If you were singing into that, or if you were playing at someone's house and you had an audience, it's it's you and a guitar. Yeah. And you better deliver not only performance-wise, yeah. but you better deliver craft-wise yeah. with, with how you put the song together, the story behind it, and, you know, yeah. kind of take the audience through a start-to-finish entire journey. 100%. You know, it's, it, it's always been the one thing that we've talked about. It's... We, we want to hear that you've got it like yeah. we don't want to want you to hide behind the 100 percent or the 100 different auto tune effects the, right. the pedal effects and all that stuff and i think that's ultimately where we ended up going wrong was we started letting people yeah. come in with that as long as they could recreate it live that was okay but yeah. then it was just like nah it, yeah yeah no effects pedals get rid of it <laughs> so i like a little bit of reverb every once in a while but but yeah other you know, than that we were doing like for like solo acoustic acts mm -hmm. it was a four mic setup so you had the pickup for the instrument yeah. a vocal mic and then two overhangs so yeah. there's going to be natural oh wow yeah so there's going to be natural reverb often just to like kind of set the environment nice but then the issue we ran into is not every like we had to make sure that there wasn't going to be like bounce from like if we were like recording in a room like this with hard floors that reverb was going to be everywhere everywhere yeah. so you know we kind of had to start modifying our recording practices and then we ultimately were just like this just isn't worth the effort right now so yeah but um as far as you personally, uh, I know you got some music out now. You're getting ready to release some music. Yeah. Uh, wh where are you kind of at in that process? I mean, um, I'm I'm kind of one of those songwriters, very similar to you know, like a I I, I would never compare myself to the guy, but uh, you know, like a Sean McConnell, where you're you're kind of Texas country. You're not. You're living in that world. You're writing with a lot of Texas country people and their bands. Yeah. And, um, but you don't sing like Texas country yeah. or the songs that you keep that you produce and put out aren't country songs. Yeah. They're, they're folk yeah. songs or they're Americana, I guess would be the new thing, right? To explain yeah, yeah. what traditional yeah. songwriting would be anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of been a journey for me trying to figure out exactly where I fit. Uh, the first record was very folk, very Americana. You know, I give Bill Small all the credit. He was like, hey, man, we're going to put a full record out of you so that you could recreate it live and acoustic mm. on stage and do it 
even better. Nice. Uh, this next one I'm doing with Chad Malden, Malden Productions, um, and you know he's very involved with TCMA. TCMA yeah. has shown me some love. I've been nominated for a few things in the last couple of years. And I told him, I was like, man, you know what? Let's do three singles. I got some really good songs that I've done with some really good songwriters. And let's just put out some bangers. And let's yeah. just see. Let's see. You know, I like the folk stations that play my stuff. Awesome. But let's see. I mean, let's see if one of these other stations picks up something. And I've been getting invited to do some festivals, yeah. you know, similar to this and some full band stuff. Um, and I just want to mix out there, really. Yeah. As, as a songwriter, I just want a couple different production styles and mixes out there so that if someone is booking for a festival or they want a full band show or yeah. something they can hear that but they can also look at my previous material and be like yeah well he could stand here by himself yeah if he wanted to and th that's a that's something interesting that i don't think a lot of musicians take into consideration was that yeah it's yes the solo acoustic stuff is cool and there's a market for that but if you want to be playing festivals there's very few festivals that actually will bring up solo acoustic acts yeah it's hard. I mean, I don't know <laughs> how broad the audience is. I can tell you some stories. Yeah. I mean, I've done songwriter, you know, competitions or invitationals and things, and guys that are in the audience that I know that put on festivals. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll talk after, you know, and we're kind of just shooting the shit, and they're like, hey, dude, I could listen to you at a listening room for 90 minutes. Yeah. Love it. It's going to be real hard to put you on a on a main stage anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know. Um, and I get it. Yeah, and I'm cool with it. But I, I want to give them the option to you, yeah. right? So I found some really talented musicians who I know if I needed to put a band together and do a solid 45 opening set full band, I could. And I could give a festival promoter or booker an idea of what that would sound like by these next couple singles. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those things you got to make yourself as mass appealing as you can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's the age of Instagram and TikTok, right? Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and like, I started at TikTok in January, and that's another full-time job, too, trying to do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying my best right now. Like, I make content that can go on all those platforms, and it does okay, but for, for it to be a real success, you got to make the TikTok content specific. Yeah, and a lot of it. Yeah. And be frequent with when you release it, and, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. Hashtags and algorithms and all that stuff that I don't really care about. But. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's funny because, like, I took over my work's uh, YouTube page, and oh. <laughs> it it's not hard for them because they've already got a pretty massive following. Mm -hmm. But like when I go home and I do the exact same thing on my personal YouTube page, it's like, fuck, it just worked three hours ago why is it yeah so it changes all the time yeah instagram was the same for a while yeah and now all of a sudden it's like oh that type of post is never going to get any traction now all of a sudden you have to do reels because yeah. reels is the thing now yeah like, yep. you know you almost you have to be an expert at social media or an yeah. expert at you promoting yourself yeah. and as a songwriter i'll tell you and you probably know this because yeah. you've talked to a million of us yeah we're the worst at self-promotion yeah, we don't, yeah. you know, it's like uh, we we like songwriting, we like playing, we like doing things like this. But a lot of the songwriters that I know, it's man, I don't want to. So I'm gonna give you a piece of advice. Within your promotion, you, it's cool. Like if you want to sit there and you want to write your music, that's where you promote. So when, like, let's say tomorrow when you go home, or yeah, tomorrow when you go home, you get really inspired to write a song about your experience here just throw on Facebook Live or whatever app 
and just start recording the process and people will tune in and as long as you're a little bit more like obviously during a writing process yeah. it change it varies for music from musician to musician but as long as you're a little bit more vocal and kind of explaining what you're thinking yeah that's where the promotion begins and i think that like a lot of singer songwriters they don't think in that term because they think oh nobody wants to see me sit here for three hours and try and find out why this g chord doesn't fit you know like whatever <laughs> yeah. it is yeah and it's like no as, as long as you're kind of explaining your thought process everybody wants to see that so okay you know that that's because i like i there's been days where i'll sit on twitch for 12 hours and just scrolling through musicians twitch streams and some of them are just sitting there trying to figure out how to make a chorus line work and you know it's it's interesting right so, but yeah um i don't want to what time are you going on today uh 5 45 okay so yeah, yeah no. but i don't don't want to keep you too much longer here if anybody wants to check out your music or anything else you got going on where's the best place to do that um everything is at alex coba music c-o-b-a and uh alexcoba.com so it's all it's all there and then uh you know if you if you jump on um tiktok or anything i have yeah. like the link tree links yeah. so you can find everything there and just kind of check it out and my, the majority of my posts you know facebook and, and instagram you know it's, it's a lot of music stuff yeah. some really cool music stuff i've been fortunate enough to be able to do some really cool stuff and then you get a, a, an insight and in, to my family life yeah you know and, and what being on the road is like and you know trying to yeah. balance it all yeah for sure uh really appreciate you jumping on before Man, we wrap you. this up though what's a piece of advice you have for the young musicians out there uh, for young musicians, study. Okay. Uh, dig deep on the B sides. Yeah. I think uh, as a musician, the B side is where a lot of really great musicians shine. Yeah. Um, because I don't think that anybody ever intends for the A side to be an A side. Yeah. You know, it gets picked by other people. Yeah. And the B side is where they're most free. Yeah. Um, as a songwriter, read. That's, you know, the number one thing. I, I heard that somewhere. I wish I could remember where it was. It was early on when I jumped into songwriting. Yeah. But read. Pick up anything, really. Because everything that is printed is from a writer and a seasoned writer. And these guys have been doing it for a long time. Whether it's fiction, whether it's, you know, a PR piece or something like that. You study how people put words together. Yeah. And you study how, in their mind, their cadence comes out on paper. Yeah. And it, it really starts to help you trim the fat. Yeah. Because as a songwriter, you can get into the weeds and you can put a whole bunch of extra things in there that don't need to be there. Yeah. You know, Guy Clark wrote on graph paper because yeah. once he hit the end, that was it. Yeah. You know, keep it simple. Yeah. And study and read. Uh, that's, yeah, pretty much some of the greatest advice that I've been given. And I'll pass that along to anybody that wants to hear. Awesome. Well, 100%. Agreed, and uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Really appreciate you. Absolutely. Uh, whenever you want to jump back on, feel free to reach out. We'd love to have 100%. you back. 100%. I will. Yeah, I'm going to follow on all the things. I got some really cool pictures, so I'll be tagging you and all yep. sorts of cool stuff. Awesome. I appreciate you for doing that because I was supposed to have somebody here with me, and yeah. he's usually pretty good about at least snapping a quick photo. Yeah. But me here by myself, it's like, eh, I no, need you, <laughs> but I'm yeah. not. But I really appreciate you for Absolutely. helping out. And uh, anytime you want to come back yeah. on, feel free to reach out. I definitely but will. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will catch you all later.